You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back to the show. Tom and Ricky, we're your hosts. As always, steadypicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. Sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, Mustache MMA, Sean Brady on occasion, Steady Picks system play. You can't beat it. It's all completely free, steadypicks.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for a new account at BetMGM or BetRivers. Special offers are available. BetMGM, it's a $1,000 risk-free bet. BetRivers, $250 deposit match with a low playthrough, which is key, the low playthrough. Most places have 10, 20, 30x playthroughs, not BetRivers. So uh, if you're interested in that, Check it out on Sportsbooks offers on the pay on the homepage for SteadyPicks.com, and it's also in the description of this podcast. And if you like the the episode here today, or you like the show every morning, please consider five star rate and review. That would be just so so appreciative. We would be very appreciative, I should say. So thank you so much in advance. For that, Ricky, it is so hard to wake up this morning. <laughs> Sixers, painful. I have never, <clears throat> excuse me, in all of my life, I have never felt so disappointed to be a Philly fan in my entire life, ever. Yeah, that was that was a bad loss, Tom. I'm gonna be. I'm sad to say, I faded our Sixers, and I actually bet on the Heat yesterday because I had a feeling that was gonna be a tough battle. But I can't disagree with you, man. They, it was an ugly game. It was a very ugly game. There's no coming back for that. They are done, donezo. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it. There's no coming back. I can't believe what I watched. Joel Embiid is the biggest baby I've ever seen in sports in my entire life. He is the oh. biggest baby. How is this falling on Embiid? How is this falling on Embiid? Ricky, I hope you had your eyes open during the game because he certainly didn't. He didn't look like he cared. He's walking around the court. He's throwing his hands up in the air. He keeps rubbing his eye. 
And he's Tom. bringing. We would have been better off last night if he went into the locker room and just went away after he got like bumped in the eye, in the eye again. We would have been better off if he just left. I cannot hear an argument of you to defend Joel Embiid today. I can't do it. Please don't do it. I actually think this is insane that someone from Philadelphia is going to, yeah, he had a bad game. This guy's playing through a broken face, a concussion, a torn ligament in his thumb. He is doing everything his body can physically do to try and get this team willed to win in this series. He's, I think the reason they're in the series is because of Embiid. This is, did he have a bad game? Yeah. Should we now, as Philadelphia fans, start blaming this on him? And like, this is the pro- this is what's wrong with Philadelphia, in my opinion. What you just said here, Tom, this is terrible. This is our MVP, a guy who's given his heart, soul, body, mind to the team. No, he, he hasn't though, game. and it's clear because he didn't win MVP yesterday. So he threw a little fit and acted like that. That's the problem. He didn't win MVP. That's why he didn't play like he was supposed to because he's all upset. He's crying on the sideline. He's crying all day because he didn't win MVP. Get over it, dude. It's pathetic. Get over it. (laughs) Let me tell you this, Tom, and this is hilarious for the listeners. This is a perfect example of people from Philadelphia don't lose well. We hate to lose. It doesn't sit well with us in the morning. But, I mean... You will not talk me off this ledge. You will not. What I saw last night was disgusting. As an athlete, you know, myself, throughout my life, as just a competitor, it was disgusting to watch. Joel Embiid mosey around the court. He barely ran. He didn't sweat. He didn't, like, nothing. And you know what's even worse? Nobody on the team said, hey, Joel Embiid, snap out of this right now. And we need to play basketball. You're pouting. He's literally pouting like a five-year-old about not winning MVP. Do you understand that? That's why he played like that. Because he didn't win MVP. Injured, huh? No, it's He has a serious injury. because of that. And you know it. You don't possibly think that. It's because he did not win MVP. And it ruined his day. He was like that in the morning. The reports from practice and warm-ups. He was like that all day long. He put himself over the team last night, and goodbye. In game five of the playoffs, nope. Well, regardless, Tom, I love the passion coming out of you right now. It, it's it's a I'm, I'm more awake than I was five minutes ago. And let me tell you this. Aside from all the Sixers nonsense, we had a great 3-0 night in the NBA. Both of us hit the Suns, too. I know you were on that as well. They covered the nine and a half that we we thought they'd kill them. They did. So the two games yesterday were blowouts. There isn't really a whole lot to take away there. Uh, You mentioned, though, Tom, like the importance of a game five. And to give the listeners a stat here, since 2000, the winner of game five has won the series over 70% of the time. So it's a very significant game, which is why I think you know, Tom, you're you're fired up too that the Sixers didn't play with that level of uh, you know urgency. And it's not even oh, I could talk about this for the next hour, and I still would have more to say. It's not that Embiid played bad; it's the fact that he brought the entire team down with his attitude. 
and you everyone's been in a in a scenario in their life whether it be at a, with sports at some place or at work or you know anything in a public setting the golf course anyone can relate to this when one person is acting like a bitch it brings everyone it brings the energy of everything else down like if there's that one guy at work that's always complaining that brings everybody down one guy on the golf course who's slamming golf clubs that brings everybody down that's what he did tonight, and it's so detrimental to a team activity or to a team setting. It's not even funny. I won't talk about it anymore, but honestly, I am See? so upset with Joel Embiid today. I never thought I'd feel this way about him. I am so – I don't even want to look at him. I'm not watching the rest of the series. I am disgusted by Joel Embiid this morning and last night, really. I, I hate the way this city turns on their athletes. If I'm, I'm being honest, I it. think I mean, like this just, is why no one wants to play here is because of what is kind of taking like place. That. You acted like a five year old. Don't act like that. Um, it's also the reason we're here. They're 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 not here without Joel Embiid. Period. Like the series is over in four if Embiid didn't heroically come back. But let's keep it moving because I know I know you're fired up and you love your Sixers as do I. So we're gonna be able to ramble about this. Like you said, for hours. Moving it on. Moving it on. Um, Moving it on. I'm happy we got the Suns win. It's been a while since I've been, I haven't bet many NBA games here on the show, so I was glad to to get that done. Close first half. Then they just smoke them in the second half. Yeah, when I before I went to bed, I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, boy, this is looking a little dicey. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, got to figure it out. Um, Two tennis plays today I'll rattle off real quick here at the beginning of the show because they do start uh, this morning. So uh, first one, Annalena Kalanina against Jessica Pagula plus 120. Eh, it's a good price. I'm not super. The numbers like this one. Jesse Pagula always scares me going against her, but the numbers really like this one, so we'll, we'll take that plus 120. And then the big play today. Putinsova against Muguruza, plus 120. That's the play of the day right there. That's at 9 o'clock Eastern this morning. Uh, if you have time to get that in, that's the one we want today. They're both cool. a little early, so wanted to rattle those off. Love it. Um, trying to think. Uh, so we got NBA playoffs too, Tom. You got some baseball picks. Yeah, yesterday I had uh, what I had one one baseball play. The Twins they lost five nothing. Whoop de do still can't. Uh, that's just unbelievable. But what are you gonna do? Part of the game. Shake it up. Yep. Um. All right. So you want to dive into some NBA playoffs? Yeah. Let's start there. See, I. I yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Tom. Get it out. Get no, it out. I just don't always necessarily have that. Like, it's just the same teams playing over and over again. Like, it, at a certain point, it's like I have no more to kind of break down here, right? Tonight, we've got the Warriors. They need to win this game to, to win the series, you know, the Warriors in five. Um, bet that we have that's three to one bet on that. Uh, so we could use the Warriors tonight to, to finish that off. Yeah, that would be ideal for you. 
Um, then you got the Celtics and Bucks game five as well. So two crucial, crucial game fives here. Are you betting anything? I don't believe so. You know, I really try to pick off any bad numbers that I can. Like yesterday was a good example of that. Um, with the, what am I thinking of? The, 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 what did we bet last night? Drawing a blank. The Suns. We had a good, uh, we had a good opportunity to get a like a better number on them that we otherwise would have. The only thing I'm looking at that I think, and believe it or not, is to kind of back the the Grizzlies because I can get a four and a half. Some of the markets at four, three and a half, three. Like the market's a bit all over the place on it, um, and I think I can get a four and a half at BetMGM. That might be the play. Mm-hmm. I I grabbed that early before the show as one of my bets, Tom. Did you? I did. I did. I think that's a really good number on a team that plays fantastic at home, a team that plays fantastic without John Morant as you saw in the last game and I expect them to fight. You know, they're, they got those type of personalities on the team with like Jackson and these guys, I, I see them going down swinging Tom. So I think, I think they could win that game. And if not, I expect it to be a battle till the end. So why not grab the four and a half? All right. I will jump in that pool with you uh, on the Grizzlies four and a half. Good value. It's good value. I mean, you look at the the rest of the market. There's a lot of fours. There's even a three and a half at, you know, Pinnacle is showing a three and a half right now. Circa's at four and a half. So it's kind of interesting how different they are on this one. But I think four yeah, and a half will close the good number. The only scary part about the Grizzlies at this stage is now that the news sounds like John Moran is not expected back for the playoffs, even if they were to make it out of the series. I just hope that doesn't damp or anything. But again, that's why you're you're picking guys on this roster that will fight and, you know, still feel good about that either way. But the other game, Tom, I think is more interesting from a betting perspective. Austin's one, laying one five and note, a half. Ricky, one final note on the other game. I'm playing it for a half a unit because of the bet that I have on the Warriors at three to one to win the series in five. So I have a half a unit on that. It's three to one. So I'm going to go to win a half a unit on Memphis. If they win, I will have covered my lay for the Warriors in five. Just to put a no, little context good. to that. Yeah, no. Continue. Cover your bases. Um, so yeah, this this Celtics game. Do you have any any thoughts to kick it off here? Just in terms of see any value either way. I kind of like the Bucks a lot. Call me crazy. I just this Bucks team is experienced. It's a veteran team. I think they're gonna figure out how to win a big game when they have to. 
It just feels yeah, like top. a lot of points. It feels like a lot of points. This is one of those games where if you could get the Celtics at a reasonable money line, you know, I, I, I definitely feel good about them winning this game. But six points, five and a half points in this tight matchup, I'm with you, man. I think it's too many points. And, Tom, I mean, I believe the Celtics are like seven and one against the spread, against the Bucs throughout the season in the playoffs. At a certain point, the market's got to adjust in this series and start swinging the value the other way. And I think we saw it a little bit in this series, even though it didn't necessarily work out. But, man, I just think that's that's a lot of points to give the NBA champion Bucks with a healthy Giannis. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if they did win this game, if it was tight and they pulled it out, you know? Right. It just feels like five and a half is a lot. And I think if we bet the five and a half at minus 105, I think we're going to... This line's going to move, potentially. Just feels like way too many points. Question is... Okay, so you think you think it will come down? I kind of do. I mean, the market isn't saying that it will. I mean, it, in some places it is. The five and a half starting to get... You know, normal 110 both ways. FanDuel has it 112. You know, it is starting to kind of tick in that direction for some of the five and a halves. So it's also probably worth noting, Tom, that the first two games in Boston closed at four and four and a half. So getting an extra point here that... You know, I can't really explain where it's coming from. Not a whole lot's changed in the series. I'm taking the Bucks five and a half. Minus one oh five is available points bet. Bet MGM, that's where I'll play it. Five and a half minus one oh five. Lock me in for that. Full unit. Me too. So there we have it, man. We got two plays. Both of us have two plays in the NBA. That hasn't happened in quite a while. And we line up, which is odd. You know what that means. Good. No, no, don't even say it. Don't even say it. <laughs> these are good picks. I feel good about these picks, regardless of who's on them, who's not. This is this is two live dogs, and we got to love that. Beautiful. Hopefully it doesn't go like last night with the dogs in game five. Yeah. Moving over to baseball. Happy with those plays. Moving over to baseball. Um, what a weird year of baseball it is, right? Like, this is just the most insane, crazy year I've ever seen. And it's making betting baseball very difficult with the changes to the ball. I mean, there was there's games with Verlander and whoever else. Last, you know, they get posted at six and a half totals. That's crazy. Six and a halfs were like meant for when the two aces, Scherzer and DeGrom, like face each other, something like that, right? Like that's what the six and a half totals are reserved for. Now we got Joe Schmo with, well, I shouldn't call Verlander Joe Schmo, but you, you get what I'm saying. At six and a half, and it's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. 
it is it's odd to see it's i mean <laughs> baseball has been tough this year tom i don't have a feel for it yet uh, you got anything like just screaming off the page tonight um i do have one play tonight but i did i need to check something because oh where is it we need you to get red hot like you did a few times last season, Tom. And I know it's going to happen, but I don't want you to force it. I don't want to – I was about to say one play, like – but then again, if, if you only like one, I don't want you giving me shit you don't like. But I'd like to start uh, firing a bit more in the MLB personally, myself, like betting more of these games. I would like to too, but it's just I keep. I, how many times am I going to go back to the well and just get smacked in the face? The season like has just been tough. The Marlins today, Alcantara on the mound, plus money at BetMGM. It's minus one ten at DraftKings. The Diamondbacks are playing well right now, but I mean, this is this is a good price on him, though. That's what I thought yesterday. You want to see how the Marlins ended up yesterday? Tom, yesterday, one of the worst pitchers in baseball threw a fucking no-hitter on the Angels. A guy who's gotten rocked the whole season threw a no-hitter. Like, yeah, it's, it's a weird year. Lazardo, what even is baseball Like, anymore? Lazardo's really good. He went, he just stunk. Baumgartner crushed him. Nine runs for the for the Diamondbacks yesterday. Nine to three. I hit the Marlins yesterday. Mm. The play I'm going with today, though, is the Angels behind Shohei Otani. Minus one fifteen is a huge outlier in the market. It's over at BetMGM. It's quite the quite the outlier. Uh, most places are at 120, 125, 128, 117. That number even beats Circa and Pinnacle right now um, as they start to move that direction as well. So 115 with the Angels. McClanahan's very good. There's no no way around it. Shane McClanahan for the Rays. Excellent pitcher. One of the best strikeout rates in all of baseball right now. Thirty, Almost 37%. Whiff rate is high. Chase rate's high. No doubt he's a beast. But Shohei, you know about Shohei. Fantastic. Just a fantastic start to the season. Exit velocities are very low for him, which is really a big deal, right? Help you predict how far balls are going to go in the future. I'll take Otani and the Angels at fifth at minus a dollar fifteen, which is a good price. All right, those Angels, man, they're finally figuring it out a bit, winning some games this year. They're trying. They're trying. They won last night, um, and yeah, I think they. I think the value's there tonight too. Um, by the way, Tom, we've been a lot of requests to bring golf stuff back on Wednesdays mm -hmm. I don't it's a huge tournament um, this weekend week 
But in in the future, as these big events start coming up, we'll get back into that groove for the, Every the people week, who have asked. I say I'm gonna we're gonna do golf. And then it gets to Wednesday and like the beginning of the week just disappears. Like I don't have time to go through the numbers and update everything. Like it's crazy. It was ever since those couple events that they do that are doubles and like team events and whatever else. And then we just lost momentum. Tom, we hit Scotty and we left the building. We haven't made a pick since. I did hit like two out of four outright winners in like a month. That's what I'm saying. But we're doing well in that sport. You're really doing well in that sport. And we just stopped in a market we were doing well in. So we got to get back to that. All right. Next next week, what tour, What event is next week? Do you know? I actually find out. Give me this excited. week is the, uh, this week's like Scheffler and Rom. It's got some big names in there. I think it's the, that's not the PGA championship, is it? I hope not. We're not talking about that. We're doing a disservice. No, this is May. This is, this is May 19th. The one that I'm looking at. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a big one this week. What's May 19th. PGA championship. Oh boy. All right. We're back. We're back next week. Yep. It'll be tough to jump in out of nowhere, but uh, I hope we've built up some credibility. It's always hard to start talking about a new sport like you know what you're talking about because people don't necessarily want to hear it, but I think we built up some credibility towards golf, and uh, hopefully when, when we jump back in here, we'll be right back to where we left off. Well said. Um, do you have any plays in baseball today, Ricky? So I think I'm going to fire on the Marlins with behind Alcantara, Alcantara, whatever his name is here. I like that plus money price on a very good pitcher. The Marlins have just been playing like really, really bad. So hopefully he can turn things around. The only other games as I scroll through here, Tom, that catch my eye a bit. The Rockies with Cool on the mound, plus 185 at DraftKings. It's down to plus 165 at BetMGM. He's a pretty good pitcher. They've lost the last two to the Giants, but I wonder if uh, that's a good price to avoid the sweep over at DraftKings. I'm not going to bet it yet, but that's really the only ones that jumped out to me. Okay. Um, interesting the teams. And I just look, um, through this here. I thought this was interesting. We look at weighted runs created plus for some of these teams batting wise, just to see who's hitting the ball really well. You can kind of compare that with their rank, their ranking for like BABIP or some, you know, OPS, some of these other metrics that we can use. To kind of just get a decent idea of like, will they be regressing or like towards the better or the worse? Like as we move forward, like who's been a little bit fortunate this early season? And I think, you know, I have this split by lefty and righty against righties though. The angels are just so good. They are so, so good. Obviously, they're not facing a righty tonight. 
with uh, McClanahan, but it doesn't matter. This, we're just going over the numbers here. Right-handed so well. The other team, the Dodgers, maybe no surprise there. Um, a team that might surprise you, though, the Indians. Very good against right-handed hitting. They're a team that I'm going to look to play against, or right-handed pitching, rather. I'm going to look so to, yeah. Yeah, I saw that in the write-up uh, for one of the steady pick system plays yesterday. I believe that was one of the picks. They were a big dog. but And I saw that metric, and I it like jumped out to me. The, you're telling me the Guardians are like a that, – that just sounds like not – almost like incorrect. I know. You think about the Guardians having just a, a tough beginning of the season here. You know, just all things considered, you don't. People are talking about them not being this, like the same Indians that we're used. To, I'm sorry, the same Guardians that we're used to seeing, and so on and so forth. And um, here they are, best. They're probably they're probably the best team against right-handed pitching in the league when you combine everything together. Who saw that coming? Not me. Not me. Um, another team that might surprise you, the Mets, very good against right-handed pitching as well. Um, we flip to left-handed pitching. Mets, Tom, Go ahead. Real quick, they got, uh, what's his face, pitching today? This guy, he's a stud. McGill? Yes. Where did he come from? Was he this good last year? I don't even remember him. You know... Me either. He wasn't very good last year. So he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, this is kind of his coming out party. Crazy. Just had to ask. If we look at against left-handed pitching, and again, this is kind of just um, filling us in on what's what. If we do, if you don't like doing this, that's that's okay. Let us know. We can stop doing stuff like this. But I thought this would just be interesting. The best team in the league against left-handed pitching, this is weighted runs created plus. Let me guess. Let me take a little guess at it. You'll never guess this, but please. Let's make it a little more trivia-oriented for the listeners. Let's. I'm going to say it's the Chicago White Sox. It is. How do you like that, Tom? It is. They, it's been like three years straight for them in that metric. And the impressive thing is the... The weighted runs created plus is there, but all the other metrics are there too, so you know it's not like an outlying thing for them. Right. I think they have a pretty right-handed hitter like lineup. Like I think they just have a lot of righties in that lineup too, which helps. What is their split against? Uh, let's got to see what their split is against righties. Where do they rank? Yeah, see, so against Right-handed pitching, they're literally the worst team in the league. Like, by uh, by a lot. Like, wow. And that was an OPS, BABIP, so everything. Yeah, Tom, that was the premise of one of the Steady Picks plays yesterday was like, all right, they can't hit righties. This is a good right-hander. I think they might uh Yeah, like, that's the, that's the matchup you want with the White Sox, right? You want them facing a lefty. And then 
Oh no, I guess never mind. I was I was trying to tie this another way. Disregard what I'm saying, Tom. No problem. No problem. I start talking too, and my mind. It's hard to talk and think at the same time. You have to like think and then talk. Because I'm, I'm just thinking, like, what is the perfect spot to get some of these teams? Like you're saying to start to identify it, but it's hard to take it to the other side. There, you know. I think it it kind of has to be like like. It's no hidden secret that if they're playing a lefty, that they're better is the problem. Like, that's why for them, I think your edge there is kind of diminished at this point. Like, people know they're good against lefties. When they play lefties, the price is inflated. Whereas with the Guardians right now against righties, that secret is not out. Right. Or I'll give you another one. The St. Louis Cardinals, the second best team, almost as good as the White Sox so far this year in hitting left-handed pitching. 138 weighted runs created plus, 138. That's very good. Hmm. Just to put it into perspective for you, they have 138 weighted runs created plus. The baseline is 100, right? So, like, league average is 100. That's how those plus or the, the weighted statistics work, the plus statistics, it's 100 is like league average. The Diamondbacks are have 49. Weighted runs create plus 49 against lefties. Oh, my goodness. Tom, I identified something here. Okay. This is what I was trying to get at before. All right, so in this Guardians-White Sox matchup, we've got... The Guardians facing Vinny Velasquez, a former Philly, a pretty shitty right-handed pitcher. We just established they're the number one hitting team against righties. And then on the flip side of this game, the White Sox are dead last against right-handed pitchers. The Guardians are throwing a very good righty in Saval. I mean, this is a good play on the Guardians, no? Probably like, a great like spot. Others. Yeah, I mean, let's let's dive in a, a step deeper. Let's just make sure here. Let's go to the metric chart and just make sure we're going to check out with what we're talking about here. Because I like this. We could be adding Numbers a play right now. Down, Tom, early it's coming down. Open 125. Points bet has the only 125. It's down to 115 at DraftKings. 120 bet MGM. All right, let's Catch investigate. It. Let's investigate. All right. Let's do it. Um, okay, where are we at here? Got to find that game. There it is. All right. Vinny Velasquez. You look at his metric chart here. As you would expect, not pretty. The former Philly can't just is not much of a starting pitcher. I said he should have became a closer a long time ago. He's got some good stuff. He just can't. He only goes two innings. Mm -hmm. So far this season, in his starts, he's actually gone longer than normal. Like he's gone over four innings, four of his five starts. One, three, and a third start for him. Not horrible, but three and a third, he gave up five earned runs. 
Everything here is not that great. Expected batting average, 22nd percentile. Weighted on, expected weighted on base average, 13th percentile. Hard hit percentage, one of the bottom in the league, 48%. That's monstrous and substantially up from last year for him. So could be a bit of like just noise because the season's pretty short at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Vinny Velasquez is not somebody. He's going to be very hittable tonight. We'll put it that way. Aaron what Savale. about the other guy? Yep. Oh, it's not pretty. Really? It's not pretty. Um, the good news, his spin rates are way up for himself. If you look year over year, his spin rates are very very strong. Take for that what you will. That normally indicates a hit a pitcher will get a little bit better if they've increased their spin rates on stuff, but sometimes they also lose control, which may happen here. Um, expected ERA of 4.53. His actual ERA is 9.45, which is obviously due for... You he know, had a couple, one or two really bad starts. Yep. It's due to come back down. He gave up six runs against the Yankees and the Athletics in back-to-back starts at the end of April. What about the last couple, though? Has he has he found it a bit? He's only had one since then, which was April, or I'm sorry, March. Let's try that again. May 5th. May 5th against the Blue Jays. They were at home. He gave up four runs in five and two-thirds. Eight strikeouts in that one. Six hits, four runs, a home run. I'm, I'm taking, after I look at this stuff, I'm taking, I feel I feel like I'm obligated now to take the Guardians tonight. I'll bet it if you do, but you kind of just concern me about this guy. It sounds like he's given up a lot of runs in each of his starts. I like to see the but strikeouts. So has so has Vinny. True. We doing it? I'm hey, I'm in. Yeah, we're gonna take a stab at this. I like everything we just talked through. This will be a good learning experience for for everybody here. I think Vinny's always a guy, and you know me, I've always looked to fade Vinny Vinny Velasquez. Yep. Does it always work out for me? No. Um, Michael Waka is winning this season too, for the record. So I hope you haven't done it as much this year. No, we've been better with Waka, but Vinny Velasquez, you will never talk me off that off that post. He is he should be a closer. <laughs> so plus one twenty five points bet is the spot. Is that the best number around? Let's let's just make sure. I always check uh Caesars of PA because it's not on a lot of bet trackers and actually the lines are really good for baseball. They actually keep a true dime line a lot of times, which is borderline unheard of. Do they have a risk-free bet? Uh, or is that the no, one that this is the one we were talking about that I was very upset yeah. with. Very upset with. And unfortunately, they're very slow to post lines, which means they don't have the baseball lines posted today yet. Okay. It's a very strange book. Like to not have baseball posted yet is is 
Strange. You know what Tom, I mean? Tom, I like think it's betting weird. three dogs today in the MLB. You're betting the third? I've got, who was your third? And I'm betting them right now as we speak. So I'm going to grab the Guardians. I'm giving the business to bet MGM, even though there's a better number, which you're going to hate, Tom, at points bet. But I'm taking the plus 120 Stop on it. the Guardians. Don't you dare. I don't have... No, I I don't have my login stuff for my points bet on hand, or I would do that. I forget my password. So I got to go with BetMGM for the time being. Then I'm going, though, Tom, plus 100 on the Marlins, also BetMGM, which is, in, in fact, the best number mm-hmm. in the market. And the third one, I'm opening up DraftKings and I'm grabbing the Rockies at plus 185 which is by far the best number in the, the market Rockies. so DraftKings Rockies bet. Rockies uh if you just, just like, cool yeah. yeah if we have time Tom I'd love to get your thoughts on that before I actually submit this bet yes please so that's a 345 one the floor is yours Oh, no, I want to hear your thoughts. You want my thoughts. Okay. I want your thoughts. I like it because I think the Rockies pitcher is pretty good, and this is a good value price on him. Chad, cool. Okay. Uh, 1.82 ERA, 2.92 expected ERA, 42% hard hit rate. His weighted on base average, very good. Expected weighted on base average, not bad. Overall... Yeah, I like this guy. I like him quite a bit. Alex I've Cobb, I've watched though. him. He's good. Alex Cobb might be breaking breaking the model. He has been... I don't understand why his numbers are as good as they say they are. Interesting. There's nothing about his like stat line that really screams out to me and says, "Oh, he's going to be like incredible." But I think it's he just gets a lot of strikeouts, like an insane amount of strikeouts. Is he the guy that wins like they always win when he pitches? Uh, no, he's he does have a loss. He has two. I think he has. Yeah, he has a loss. I don't know why his numbers are. I wonder if this is messed up. I don't know why his numbers are so good. He's literally in the top 15th percentile in every category that we talk about. Is it is his expected numbers, though, that high? Or, or are we seeing a guy pitching out of his mind right now that's about to come back down to earth? His ERA is a 4.8. His expected ERA is a 1.27. Gee, all right. Expected batting average up. 150. Expected slugging 185. I feel like I don't know how they're. I don't know how this stuff is all calculated behind the scenes necessarily, because I'm not a data scientist. But something feels. I don't know. I'll, I'll take a flyer on it though, because it it seems off, right? Like there's there's something here. These these guys. This isn't uh this isn't Max Scherzer versus Vinny Velasquez. These are two, I think, more evenly matched starting pitchers. The Giants bullpen is really good. I think that's kind of what 
gives them the edge in all these matchups, Tom. But you got to take these flyers, right? When you have an itch like this. These are both uh, right-handed pitchers, so we'll take a look and see if um, let's just see how they perform against, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll just ch- take a look how they perform against right-handed pitching. Colorado weighted runs created plus ninety-eight. They're under league average, eighth in OPS, twenty-first in BABIP. Batting average, balls in play. Weighted on base average, eighth. Their OBS ranking, 12th. So, middle of the pack, average. Mm-hmm. We look at the Giants. 114, weighted runs created plus. Ninth. OPS, 7th BABIP, ninth in weighted on-base average. Uh, I wouldn't say significantly better, but certainly better. Now, the interesting thing with, with the plus statistics is that they adjust for, they adjust for, for park factors is essentially what it is. So this isn't a, oh, the Rockies play at home all the time and it's, you know, whatever, so they're even worse than we say they are. No. Um, I like to play, Ricky. If you want to roll with it, I, I support it. But it's I wouldn't say it's a top play from just looking at that. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with just a half unit on that one and a full unit on the other two. Awesome. We got some plays today. Wow. Let's go. I like breaking the games down like that, Tom. I feel like, and tell us if you agree, but maybe people will feel like there's more value and more, like when we look at each play we bet from the angle we looked at today, I I think the results will be good going that route, Tom. Happy to do it every show. It's what I do every morning at 4 a.m. here. (laughs) Love it. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening today really been a pleasure this is a good one let us know on twitter at get steady picks on twitter i'm at tom long 36 on twitter as well at steady picks over on instagram thank you so much for listening good luck today with the tennis and baseball and everything else enjoy your day <laughs>